Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, January 25th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. St. Louis area jazz artists have made big musical statements. A saxophonist wants to honor those who shaped the music and give today's musicians a bigger shot. It seems like there's a lot of no opportunities. Oh, can I play here? Nope. Oh, well, could I have a job here? Nope. That's why our mission statement is to create more yes opportunities for musicians and the community that we serve at large. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis speaks with Kendrick Smith about his Build a Yes Foundation. St. Louis's interim director of public safety plans to return to the private sector in three weeks. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the announcement from Dan Isom. Isom, a former city police chief, was the chief executive of Regis, a criminal justice data company, when Mayor Tashara Jones asked him in 2021 to temporarily serve as her public safety director. He called it an honor to come back to city government. So many of the challenges we faced are rooted in decades-long practices, but we are working to change that. Isom oversaw the closure of the medium security jail known as the workhouse and started the process of combining all emergency dispatch into one facility. He also helped launch the new Office of Violence Prevention. Deputy Fire Chief Charles Coyle will take over as interim director on February 12th. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri lawmakers are considering eight bills targeting the LGBTQ community. That includes legislation barring transgender girls from participating in sports that align with their gender identity. Lawmakers spent hours yesterday listening to testimony on the bills. Representative Jamie Berger is sponsoring one of the three measures related to transgender girls' participation. He says it's about fairness. Fairness is what keeps us coming up in every conversation, and this law is ensuring that girls will not have to be concerned about getting to play their game fairly. The Missouri State High School Activities Association and the NCAA already have guidelines on sports participation for transgender athletes. A Missouri Senate committee has advanced a bill to establish a patient's bill of rights. It would allow parents to access information like school curricula and source materials, As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, it also bans the teaching of some diversity-centered ideas, sometimes called critical race theory. The bill bars teaching these concepts in schools, that individuals of any race, ethnicity, color, or national origin are inherently superior or inferior, that individuals should be adversely or advantageously treated on the basis of individual race, ethnicity, color, or national origin, or that individuals, by virtue of their race, ethnicity, color, or national origin, bear collective guilt and are inherently responsible for actions committed in the past by others. Senator Andrew Koenig said he chose this over defining critical race theory. Instead of defining what CRT is, I define the activity that was offensive, like what should not be taught in schools. The committee voted 6-3 to three to advance the bill, with all three Democrats voting against it. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A 24-hour shelter for people in need of housing in St. Louis is set to open at the end of the month, almost two years after officials set aside money for it. Volunteers say the shelter comes too late in the winter. They cite several frostbite and hypothermia cases last month. 
St. Louis Human Services Director Yusef Scroggin says the city could not rush the $1.3 million project. We can't shortcut the process because we just want to get something online because something may fall very short of what was outlined in the RFP. The safe haven will be run by St. Patrick's Center and is one of several projects for the city's unhoused community funded by the American Rescue Plan. Some Asian-American support organizations in St. Louis are calling for action against gun violence and for more mental health resources following the deadly shootings in California. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports. The Missouri Asian American Youth Foundation's call for action presses Missouri lawmakers for stricter gun control laws and equitable access to mental health care. Carolyn Fan is the Youth Foundation's founder and president. She says the foundation will host healing circles in English and Mandarin and provide other mental health resources. We're thinking of starting with women, right, and then working with uh, young people, LGBTQ folks, but then also having a circle specifically for our elders because there is intergenerational trauma and no one talks about it. Fan says there is a need for access to therapy in Asian languages and more therapists who can empathize with the Asian American experience. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis is largely known for blues, rock, and R&B, but jazz artists have called the region home for more than a century. East St. Louis saxophonist Kendrick Smith wants to support active jazz musicians. His Build a Yes effort could help them snag gigs and recording opportunities. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis asked Smith what jazz musicians need to advance their careers. The biggest thing is working, but they want to be able to to grow, to, to kind of like appeal to a bigger audience. They would like to be able to create albums. I learned this especially with passing a Montez Coleman. It is the way that we continue to live on in, the, in this music is that whenever I want to hear Montez again, I just cut on a record of him and Willie Akins and I can see him, I can feel him, I can hear him playing. What is the main focus of the organization and what led to the formation? When it comes to working musicians that, that, that do this for a living, you know, kind of what is there? It seems like there's a lot of no opportunities. Oh, can I play here? Nope. Um, oh, well, could I have a job here? Nope. That's why our mission statement is to create more yes opportunities for, you know, uh, musicians and the community that we serve at large. It sounds like infrastructure is one of like the, the main issues kind of that you're kind of like tackling. So, you know, is that something that other cities have that we don't and, and, and why? A hundred percent. A city's identity is like it's sound. Like everybody talks about like the Chicago sound the New York sound, you know, that's because there's creative people contributing to that. Most of the styles of music that we have is because of different cross-pollination of, of different things. I mean, like, true, you know, Scott Joplin spent time in St. Louis and came up with great music, and Louis Armstrong came over here, and Duke Ellington came into St. Louis, and all of that, we were all, like, picking off of each other and growing, and all of a sudden now we have this music that's called jazz that's reached the entire world, you know, and, and I think we got to open back up. Talk a little bit about the accomplishments that Build a Yes has already kind of achieved. We had a very, very good first series of uh, featuring composers. 
um, which I which I really really love doing that. What I'm, what I'm working on is creating a local based book of all original compositions that that kind of came out of the series that we did. The way that we live on is through our art and through our music. Uh, so that that would be a way of like solidifying this great music that we write and that we play. But it will also get us to play each other's stuff because again. Like we just talked about this, what is our identity? What is our reputation? Well, that comes down to a sound. If somebody comes to the city and they hear us playing this tune, it's like, man, what that tune is bad. What is it called? Oh, that's called Who is Waldo by Brady Lewis. Brady, I just gave you a plug, bro. You perform jazz. Talk a little bit of how you approach your own saxophone playing and how you approach the, the music. The band is usually Antonio Foster on piano, Bernard Terry on bass, um, and Ben Dickey on drums and me on uh, saxophone. And, and we play predominantly swing. Um, music, some Latin things, stuff in the jazz tradition. Um, we do original music too. It's great. I mean, uh, we're bringing a culture. The first couple of weeks, you see the artist, it's like, what is this? Wait a minute, this is something different. And then there's like an appreciation for it now. You have a jazz documentary. What is this? Out of all the years, that people have been writing books about the history of music and, and the history of jazz particularly. St. Louis is, yeah, we got like a small, but that's not the truth. I really want to be able to, to capture people's attention and, and to know that this is not just like a, just from a historical point, but this is about like a culture. That was saxophonist Kendrick Smith speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis. Our David Casares edited that report. Before wrapping up, a member of the 2006 Cardinals World Championship team is a Hall of Famer. A two-way superstar playing 17 seasons for the Phillies, Cardinals, Reds, and Blue Jays. Today, Scott Rowland becomes a member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame. That's the official announcement from last night. Thanks to MLB Network and Cardinals.com for the audio. Roland played for the Cardinals from 2002 through 2007. He will be enshrined in the Hall in July. Roland has not decided if he will go in as a Cardinal or as a member of one of the other three teams he played for during his Major League career. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.